life was gonna be this okay. way. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to the number one podcast of our generation. Today, we have a lot to cover. We are going to talk about Reddit stories and our good friend, Matthew Perry, just passed away. And uh, we're gonna, we have a few thoughts on it. Not about like a spiritual the friend of the pod. Spiritual friend. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he ever knew us, but... He didn't know he was friends with us. Yeah. But we were friends with him. I think you have to say that, like, everyone in that cast, and I think even, like, just a group in, like, with a lot of sitcoms, like How I Met Your Mother, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and, like, Friends, all of them are your friends. Like, you know, like, you feel Absolutely. like... And that was the point of the show where you're you're with these guys. I, and mean, I mean, that was... I was saying the peak age of TV shows where, like, it was a ritual every week or every day to watch an episode i mean i mean i was a culprit watching a lot of reruns and so you know monday night i would watch how i met your mother i actually grew up watching that um friends i didn't really watch as much but i know a lot of people did and man it's gonna be different even though the show has been done for at this point what 15 years i think they did a 20 year anniversary or something the reunion Reunion. was just last year or something like that right it's a lot longer than i thought it was two years ago. Two years ago, yeah. I mean, COVID, it's, it was all like that. Three years were just one year in yeah. my eyes. I mean, um, I I remember it because it was a big year for reunions because um, the Fresh Prince had one, and then so did they. And I know that Harry Potter also had one around the same time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, the whole thing was, I think, what separated friends from everyone else because it was like one of the first of their time to do it, right? Like they were like one of the first people that like got that big paycheck of a million episode. And, and they were testing the waters of what's okay on network television week yeah. over week. And like, I think one of the most uplifting thing that like um, connected with a lot of people, especially my age is like, when you're looking at life, especially nowadays with like social media and stuff, and you think, wow, I'm missing out. I don't have a big car. I don't have a house. And like, I'm in my twenties and I'm not doing these things that I see on social media. And then you recognize that like, oh, Ross, Phoebe, Rachel, Joey, and um, Chandler. Chandler were all in their 30s, like in their late 20s when this show started. And, and they were just figuring stuff out. A lot of these shows do that. Because How I Met Your Mother, he also started in his, right, like almost 30, I thought. Well, I think uh, it was like late 20s and then he became yeah. 30s after like two seasons or something. So yeah, yeah. It, it becomes relatable at that age because yeah. otherwise you're right. Like the expectation is you don't have it figured out. Sorry, you're you're gonna say something? Yeah. So I mean, I was just kind of going along with the, the same theme as you, where I think yeah, that's that was the beautiful part about it. They were still living in an apartment. They didn't have to deal with you know crazy mortgage, uh, you know interest <laughs> rates and mortgage prices. I mean, they addressed it, but yeah, I I do think that like that one was crazy in, in itself because the size of that fucking apartment in New York would be an arm and like no matter where you go yeah but co- a common thing though they, they talk about because because you're right a lot of people have mentioned that um but they rent they, control they addressed it with rent control yeah yeah because it was like uh oh my gosh whose was it was it was it, uh monica's grandma monica's monica grandma. and ross's grandma yeah, yeah. And yeah that's what it was yeah i was like someone's grandmother and so it was, it was like locked in see some like crazy low rates where people i mean there are times where they didn't have jobs but they still live there yeah no yeah, problem yeah. And so, I mean, it's it's funny that you say that because the apartment right across was uh, 
you know Chandler and Joey's apartment. I know that a lot of people like switched around in that apartment, but it, I mean, for me, I think it was always Chandler and Joey's apartment, and that was not right. owned by Monica's grandma, and that was still affordable. That's true. On just Chandler's salary because well, Joey didn't make much in the beginning. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I forget. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I'll, I'll admit it early on. I didn't watch the whole show. Whoa. I, I need to watch it. I need to watch it. Actually, now this is kind of like the kick in the butt I needed to get myself to watch it. It's easily consumable, and I'm missing. I was telling you guys earlier, like, I need another 20-minute show, and that's that's this. But they were on a break. <laughs> so was he with the show. Um, see, now I don't feel as bad about Gladiator now. Um, yeah, because <laughs> you haven't seen Friends. I mean, yeah. I, I've never... I, I do think that, like, sh- my favorite running gag for that show was uh, at one point, like, in, in a random later season, they were all chilling in the coffee house, like they always do, Central Perk. And then it was like... I was wondering if you knew the name. Yeah, and it was like the middle of the day, right? And they were just like all dressed up and stuff. They're like, do none of us have jobs? <laughs> Shouldn't we all be at work right now? <laughs> and then they just all realize and then just dip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know who said it, but that sounds like... I I hear Chandler's voice. It, it was Chandler. That. He was I, like, oh, I should be somewhere. I should be somewhere. Mm-hmm. What could it be? It's 12 o'clock on a Monday or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, crap, we should all be at work. And then I'll, I'll just take all, all your yeah. word for it. That sounds yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds real. No, but I think uh, one of my favorite people from that show, I think everyone's favorite is Joey, obviously, because Joey is just oh, a Oh, not for me. Cr- not mine, yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I, so, so I will say I like Joey. He's that comedic relief you need. Like, he, you know, he's the Barney. Uh, well, Barney is the Joey of How I Met Your Mother, right? Yeah. But it's a toss-up between Chandler and honestly, like, the one that we can kind of, I can kind of connect most with is actually Monica. You were fat when you were growing up? Fat fuck boy? No, you were not. Yeah. I've seen your pictures. <laughs> that is not true. No, no, no. But, but I'll say, like, <laughs> the uptightness, like, the very, like, needs to be done a specific way particular you know particular that kind of stuff mm. that's and I, and I didn't connect because like i was her it was more like you know like i could see that yeah and it's kind of and i and i thought that that was hilarious yeah yeah you're uptight <laughs> <laughs> never noticed i use the word uh i use the word particular instead um no but i like even besides the death of matthew perry in my opinion i think the he Chandler was my favorite character. I he think, was that quirky guy, you know. It was not not just quirky dude. I think it was just like, yeah, he had a fucked up childhood. He made so many jokes, but at the end of it, like, he was the guy that, in my opinion, won. Oh, he one hundred percent won. Right, like he, right, he married the love of his life. They like you know. Well, um, he, he was the thing, and he grew the most. Right? Like, he grew yeah. the most. The whole thing yeah. that I hear is that I frequently hear my wife and you guys, obviously, also just hardcore Friends fans, right? And so he, she was like, yeah, like, he's the one that was unstable. No one knew what he did. He just kind of, like, went with the flow. And then he's the one that settled down. He's the one that had kids. He, you know, spoilers, sorry. But, you know, he's the one that, like, had the kids. But, okay. I think they adopted, but still, right? Like So okay, so let's go through character graphs, right? Like cause I think I'd really love this. And we're not gonna go too deep into this, but just like top top few things, right? So Ross is my least favorite character. And uh, No surprise. Same here. Yeah, yeah. It just just annoying. Sorry, Mr. Schwimmer. Loved him in Madagascar though. Yeah. Wait, I, I've wait, seen a couple you, of things. Wait, I just can't voice? remember it. I think he voiced the giraffe. 
in Madagascar. I don't know why that feels on brand. Because I know, um, <laughs> I know the hippo was voiced by Jada Pinkett Smith. Whoever, I so know whoever this, Melman was, that's David Schwimmer. That's the giraffe. That's the giraffe. Perfect. Yeah, because I know the hippo was Jada Pinkett Smith. The zebra was Chris Rock. He was the giraffe, and I forgot who the lion was. Ah, so you are smarter than a fifth grader. Yes. <laughs> All right, so, so character study. Okay, so seen. character study. Okay, Ross, right? So Ross went through just a few changes. Always wanting to be together with Rachel. Tried it, didn't work out. They were on a fucking break. They on weren't a break. on a fucking break. It's all sorts of... I am, by the way, on the team that he. they were clearly well-defined on a break. And No, no, yeah. he was definitely on a break. He yeah. brought he a was, different... He, he brought a different bitch to this vacation. Wait, what are you talking oh, about? Oh, that I forgot that they were on a break during that part. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I think you're you're wrong. Okay, you're the bald chick, right? Yeah. Or the so, girl that shaved her head. So what happened at that point is he brought her along, but he also broke up and sent her back right <laughs> after. But you're the, right, and then it got fucked up because Joey and uh, Rachel started hooking up then. No, no, no. You're or, you're I'm, I, a couple of seasons ahead. I, yeah, no, no, no. that's yeah. fair enough. Fair enough. And I think. They just hooked up like a couple of times. But yeah, again, you, completely different seasons. But I mean, what essentially happened is they were trying to get back together. And Rachel finally considered that she wants to get back together. So she wrote him a 10-page front and back letter at like 3 or 4 in a.m. in the morning. And he's like, yeah, I read it all. And then they hooked up. But then, And then when she found out he didn't read it and respect that, they broke up again. Because they kept fighting. Was it but, tough to de- was it tough to defend this dissertation when you had to present <laughs> it? I don't know. I just want to know. <laughs> but okay, so kept going back and forth with Rachel. Tried it with a bunch of different women. Got married to a couple of women. Consistent joke that uh, Ross just keeps getting married and divorced like all the fucking time, and then finally ends up with Rachel. So he was like a one or two trick pony. I I mean again, Ross. Just was not a fan of him. Yeah, yeah. His character didn't vibe with me. The other character, I would say, Monica was also kind of like not enough story out there. Well, the first story was she was fat, she became skinny, but that was all off screen, right? Then, I, I don't know. It just was a time lapse, right? Or, or I, I don't know. No, it wasn't she, a time lapse. It was just like when the show started, she was skinny, but they kept going oh, back into the back. past, right? Where, it was when a good she way was. to kind of, it was a good way to kind of yeah. indicate that you're in a flashback. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think she changed a lot. I think she was always like, oh, stuck up. Like, you know, the type A personality with ADHD and like super competitive. And that's stuck yeah. throughout. I throughout, think the only yeah. thing they like mentioned is like her mommy and daddy issues. Hmm. And she like kind of... Ross. <laughs> and she kind of never got over that either. Yeah, I don't think she ever got over that. But I mean, she fell in love with Chandler and that was her character development and they finally had kids and she got married because that's all she always wanted to do and she was always worried that she won't be able to do that so mm-hmm. again i think those two siblings are like the least favorite as characters far as in defined, my book. yeah as far as yeah. defined characters you're right yeah yeah agree then then i would put rachel because again yeah really? jennifer aniston is hot jennifer aniston is cool but i think there was not enough story for jennifer aniston I think there's actually the opposite. I would actually put Phoebe there because Phoebe was always that spiritual, crazy, like, Yeah, but she has such a backstory. She and had, then, like, a crackhead as a dad. You had, like, her... Her dad was she, on a crackhead. Her she dad she grew up in the streets. 
Yeah, but they like they only use that for like comedic relief. They never like built into it or anything like that. And they're like, oh yeah, she's a twin sister, and like you see twin sister at random times. Two or three times. Yeah. Well, no, you and also see that like nothing in life ever worked out, worked out for her, you know. But it was just like, yeah, nothing in life worked out. But like it was always a laugh, and then you move on. There was never like Phoebe themed episodes, right? Well, to, there was like, that go one back. where. The grandparents, like the someone, like you know, the her mom died or someone or grandma died, and uh, when she found out who if who was her uh, father, and she actually met him. Yeah, like other than that, dude. But like, I the reason I think Rachel's was better is because she was one of the main protagonists in the beginning, right? She came into this coffee shop with a wedding dress. As this person that, like, had no sense of money, no sense of, like, you know, very entitled. Yeah. Right? And then she goes from that to, okay, I'm making it on my own. I'm learning to live by myself to working up, doing what she's good at, going up the corporate ladder and working at, uh, I think, Calvin Klein. She's a buyer for some, yeah, maybe, let's just use Calvin Klein. I don't know. I think it was also Gucci at one point. No, it was Or at least her last job was, I think, Gucci, right? I I don't know. I thought department store, but maybe... Macy's or I don't know why I thought those, but Bloomingdale's. Bloomingdale's. There you go. Something she like did, that. She did. She Blooming did Bloomingdale's in the beginning. That sounds right. I don't know why. And then she did something else. I, I'm forgetting. I forget who it is because like they mentioned the designer. Like, oh, I met Calvin or someone in the elevator. No, 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 no. She had her fall right. So she also did. She also worked at the coffee shop. Like, I mean, I, I'm with. I'm the whole thing. Is I'm in agreement with you, in that she was a very well developed. She was a very yeah. developed character. They you spent know what? a lot of I'm, time with that. I'm willing to switch my vote up. Yeah, I would say Phoebe and then Rachel. And then second place, I would put Joey up there because, I mean, if you look at it... Oh, Joey's Joey, great character. Great character. He, she worked at Ralph Lauren. Ralph Lauren, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, I kept okay. thinking Polos, I but then I couldn't yeah. connect it yeah. for some reason. No, it was Ralph why. Lauren. And like, I remember the episode where like, she met Ralph in the elevator with her boss and yeah, yeah, yeah. all that. And then the smoke breaks and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, Joey. Jo- so then I would say Joey would be my number two because it it just makes sense, right? Joey had a really cool storyline of oh he's trying to, he's a actor who is you know people think he's not at not that good he's very dumb but at the same time he understands emotional cues he's always there he's like that you know teddy bear he's that brother he at one point was willing to marry. Uh, Rachel and Phoebe both, right? Like he, he's like, I will do this for you guys. You know, he had range ultimately, yeah. right? Um, and 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 that's the thing I enjoyed about. And I get it. Yeah, Joey was the comedic relief, but you're right. Like you also need to feel for him. Yeah, I get. I did, I'm gonna keep doing the comparison with him and Barney from How I Met Your Mother, because Barney was very well developed too. Because exactly, had, yeah, yeah. You have that room to work with that kind of a character, and the fact that he stuck around for all eight or ten how many seasons ten seasons is an achievement because he's very present yeah and i think i think they actually took that from i would say friends where uh joey and rachel didn't end up together because ross and rachel was such a big thing yeah but barney and robin did end up together got divorced and then barney robin and uh uh, ted could end up together so they did give barney that opportunity you know like and they had similar um character arcs right like uh, i recently watched the episode after uh chandler and monica's wedding right where they don't know like they know that rachel i mean rachel is pregnant but they don't know who was the father and they're still trying to hide it by saying that phoebe was pregnant and like when joey finds out he's like who's the father give me the name 
blah 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 like i'll i'll like because they said that he doesn't want to be he might not want to be part of the child's life and phoebe says some random guy that annoyed her at the gym his name and then he's like all right i'm gonna go find him and i'm, I'm gonna whoop his ass and like he goes out of there and then like similar thing happens with um Rachel. barney no no with barney oh with barney okay okay in how i met your mother would like after marshall and lily break up oh yeah that episode he, where like marshall is still processing grieving bitching and moaning he just like i can't take this anymore and we just think he left the bar but what he did was he went straight to the airport we actually find that out like almost at the end of the season yeah. what he actually yeah, did like he went Dude, straight that flashback was, was dope yeah, yeah. he yeah. went straight to the airport went to california or san francisco i mean same same same, same. <laughs> <laughs> and then was like you're making the biggest mistake of your life for staying here blah 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 and that's all i'm gonna say and he dips no but, he gives her a return flight ticket to new york uh anytime he she wants to use it because she know he knows that like she won't have enough money left yeah and she won't be like she won't agreed. make it in this without marshall like she could have made it like i think in the later seasons that she does pretty well for herself with the art business or at least uh, she knows what good art is she's an art collector yeah yeah yeah. but um curator uh yeah so basically he's he was there for that and now so number two is joey yeah and the reason why i think oh which leads to chandler being our number one and it has nothing to do with you know the recent events Uh, i think i've always resonated with chandler a lot uh because he's that quirky person who's like awkward in situations. He's still a child who needed a lot of growing up, you know? He needed that support and love and he just thought that the world didn't work this way until someone showed him that the world did. And then it just like opened his mind completely. Like a good example of this is the bath scene. Like he has never taken a bath before. <laughs> and then, you Forgot know, Monica's like, you could take a bath by yourself. I'm going to give you and, an all-in bath here. And here's a boat if you will, if you feel feminine or something like that. But you bubble can, bath. You bubble bubble bath. bath, yeah. And, and then, you know, they play into where they're like, everyone goes in the bathroom one after the other, and that's where they do pretty much the gender reveal for um, Rachel's, Rachel's baby. baby before, you know, long before gender reveals burned down forests and cities. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty tame. I wonder, I wonder how what that time was. Yeah. <laughs> No, but, like, it was not just that, right? Like, you see this person that is hurt, right? Like, damaged. You, you could say damaged goods, and, like, he says it himself. Where, like, he came from a fucked up home. Not, like, abusive fucked up, but a neglect. A lot, lot of things were happening, yeah. Yeah, neglect, yeah. right? His mom was always focused about her books and all of that stuff and writing and um, doing her own thing. And the dad was living a second life because, you know... He, he he hasn't come out the dad had not come out of the closet at that point yeah and you know like he he said like you know the bings uh no one named like no one named the bings are happy they just use the pool boy for their own sexual games <laughs> ask microsoft man ask microsoft damn damn <laughs> <laughs> nice i hate you uh, so uh, the other thing i would say like i, I know we're talk- focusing a lot on the friends part of it but i, I think we talked about this a week or two ago also this is like fucking crazy. We talk about so much shit on this pod that becomes very relevant the week or two after we talk about it. Like we talked about, we somehow talked about Matthew Perry like a couple weeks back, right? And I was telling you guys how like my like, I, th- I thought of Matthew Perry first as a movie star rather than like 
a character on Friends. Which is crazy because I don't know a single person outside of you who thinks like that. But I mean, you noted some really good movies. I haven't gotten around to watching them yet, but I know he did some really awesome work on yeah, it. Yeah, well, so 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 I watched um, growing up. I really liked the movie called it's called The Whole Nine Yards. And fun tidbit I just learned recently is that he made a bet with Bruce Willis that hey, if this movie does well, because Bruce Willis was not on board. He's like, dude, garbage movie, blah blah. And he's like, listen, do this. If it does well, um, you know, obviously you've made a lot of money. But I want you to come on Friends free of charge. Now, as you all know who've seen the movie or the show, he came on the show. And the whole thing is that he donated what his fee was. I forgot to, uh, to a charity or something like that. But um, I that think movie, it was. No, I say, that movie is. Uh, I was recently telling my brother, too. I'm like, hey, we should just rewatch this movie to. Like in honor of Matthew Perry, because growing up, like I mean, honestly, that was um, that was a good. It was a big movie. Like we watched that movie a lot, and it just came out of like a good time in my life. What's the name of the movie? The whole nine yards. Yeah, I think uh, the charity was uh, Matthew Perry's charity, actually. Okay. And the reverse of the bet: if the movie didn't do well, he was going to donate his fees. Not um, Which it, would be a be lot fair. higher as a series regular. Yeah, as a series regular, you get paid a so shoot. Ton. It was for the movie. It was not for the show. Like, it but was not... for Bruce Willis's, it was the show. So I assume that. I, yeah, I thought it was the same thing. Like, just yeah. like a, an episode, a fee from one episode would be donated or something. I mean, towards or. the end of that twelfth season, I think it was twelve seasons total, right? Yeah, I mean, Monica, I mean, uh, Rachel was making the most. I think it was a million an episode or something crazy. I think all of them were They're really around dope. there. Yeah, like, yeah, you because they were on, an episode is insane. You couldn't write them off at that point right like how would you write off a character yeah like them right and they they built the blueprint because i think at that point there was may have an overlap with friends and how much mother or some other no 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 there was no or uh, i think 30 rock or something like that would be uh, overlapping but nothing yeah but you'd have like this like they've developed the and and i don't know if it was only them if some show preceded them i just didn't watch any of those either um is they developed the blueprint of a like five or six close friends group where you have you know the serious one the comedic relief the couple um as well as you know the the wild card that kind of can go between yeah all of them so i i like that you mentioned like um the like you know how much they're making because towards the end of friends we they made a 1.1 million an episode and the thing is that's all of them each of them wow because as you know as they were good friends and co-workers I think Matthew Perry and Jennifer Aniston were the ones to lead the negotiation and be like, we all want to pay, be paid the same. The pay parity, man. And, and and that's contrast to every other sitcom we see. Because like Big Bang Theory, um, How I Met Your Mother, right? You know, Sheldon got paid the most. Sheldon and Kaylee Cuoco. I was saying Kaylee Cuoco. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, right? that made sense. Then, yeah. then you have Barney Stinson. He made a shit ton more. Um, I can't, I'm blanking on his name right now. Neil Patrick Neil Harrison. Neil Harrison, Patrick yeah. Harrison, yeah. Like the the white uh, Harold and Kumar White Castle star himself. Star. He stole the show, Ho- dude. Homeboy made a cameo. It was a great cameo. Yeah. But yeah. Um he made more than everyone else. But like that goes to speak more about Matthew Perry because like everyone like and how fr- good friends they were, you know, uh, roll credits. I see what you did there. But they helped him throughout his addiction in friends like jennifer aniston and all these people and they all looked out for each other even when these problems were hidden and like even after the show ended like in a reunion i think they said 
if you see someone like from this friends cast at a party that's it night's over say bye say goodbye to the people you're with say goodbye to everyone else because you would just be with this person for the rest of the night talking mm. so i'm going to stop this right here because one of the other things that i want to talk about is exactly what he wanted as a person right i'm going to take friends out of him because i don't think friends just defines him so one of the things that i'll start off with is what happened and how did it happen first thing i will say what happened was i mean we don't know everything we've just read a couple of articles but from what happened is i think uh matthew perry went for a game of pickleball he played for two hours and this sounds very made up but no he had a coach and everything for pickleball and uh he came back from a game and he asked his assistant to grab some groceries or something and he went into his jacuzzi and somehow drowned i don't have enough details around exactly what happened and how he drowned himself in the jacuzzi but that's crazy man yeah he had to have gotten gone unconscious for something else and then yeah yeah, yeah. so cuz the tox screen reports that there was no presence of any other drugs or alcohol yeah he's been sober for a year at that point and he's been in and out he's been in and out but he's been sober for at least a year that's what uh one of the reports that i read could be longer could be less yeah. i'm not yeah. 100% sure but yeah uh that was the case and then when the assistant came back in 2 hours that he was passed away yeah that's a scary sight to come to and on top of that you know especially when you just stepped away for a little bit yeah and suddenly you come back and you could have just gone like literally just used the bathroom or something yeah and and maybe done like one other thing and suddenly you come back and he he's gone. No, and I and I genuinely feel bad because two things, right? One one was that um I think that we talked a lot about friends, but he has done so much and even in his memoir, he says that like he knows that people are going to remember him for, you know, Chandler Bing, but he wants to be known for something else. That's exactly what I was getting to. It, it was for his program, right? Like he helped other people like with addiction. He guided them. It was kind of like a big brother program where everyone held each other accountable. Uh he was part of it himself. And um he coached many a star with their addiction. Yeah, and his program, he wanted to be known for that like you said. And he also wanted to know for his other work as well. He said he clearly said that I know that when I die I will people will know me as the friends actor and the head that's what the headlines is going to read but I want to also be known as a person who helped people and uh, he was and that, that I think that matters a lot right so I want to you know address that that he was more than just a friends actor friends was a part of him but not the whole him he has done quite a lot of other work like we discussed mm-hmm. the whole nine yards and a couple of other movies that I mean you guys know 17 again Right, seventeen again. Yep. Where, yep. Of course, apparently, young him was Zac Efron. But, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll go with it. Yeah. So things like that, right? Like, I mean, people forget that, uh, and that, and that's a big deal. One of the things that did tick me off about this whole thing, and you know, Matthew Perry just passed away. I think the first calls were probably made to the close family, and then to the studio, because they probably have to let 
you know all the studios know of what's going on with the specific yeah. actor right yeah. i think the news broke to us around like 6 p.m or later i think at least yeah. by the time i saw this it was like at seven or eight o'clock at night and uh i think it was around the same time i think we all read it as well because we all started talking about it yeah we got the whatever we got the apple news alert or google news alert those are the that's when we started talking for sure so that was a shocking thing but what i didn't really like is i turned on my tv and the first thing i see uh so i have a google tv and it kind of shows banners of like what i should be watching and it's very ad based so uh your streaming service has to advertise or public uh or publicize what they want to recommend and the first thing i see is friends and then underneath it says in memoriam with a subtitle and kind of broke my heart because these companies hbo mm-hmm. was trying to advertise on something that happened six hours ago or this, probably less right this is gonna piss you off even more okay they've already recorded tribute videos for a lot of their like big actors and actresses so i'm sure that they you know like whether it's released whenever it's released they're going to wait the appropriate amount of time, all that kind of stuff. It, it's just a wait. It's already been done. It's already been edited and already recorded. So, it's just it, they add on if he does anything notable from when they last recorded it. That is crazy because if you think about it, imagine this. The studio gets a call that, hey, uh, one, of your, one of the biggest stars of the 90s, Matthew Perry, just passed away. And their reaction is, I'm sure they're sad about it and yeah. they're like in shock. But the second reaction is, guys, I need a whole team to just, you know, get on this, uh, like, create a banner, write this text, let's get legal approved from this, and then uh, put that money on ad revenue, like, you know, just ads. I get it that it's like ad and all that stuff, but think about the other side, right? Like, they think of that as, they could be thinking of that as, we're off to the races on honoring and, like, celebrating him. That's very, the other side. Very optimistic way of thinking. I don't think that yeah. one is it. No, 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 no. Like, <laughs> but, but I'm saying like it, it is it is beneficial to the business. But like we were like, yeah, let's say this is using scapegoat Netflix. You know, it's the easiest one to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you as an employee of Netflix aren't like, okay, I want to generate more ad revenue by doing this. It's more like, okay, Matthew Perry died. That is newsworthy. And to celebrate him because everyone else is going to do it, like we need to get on that ASAP. There's some business sense to it, but it's also the other side of like, you know, you're doing what's. Right. I don't think businesses think like that. No, I no, think no. no. This remember, is a... remember, remember, they're they're not like they're not like the heads. The heads don't make those decisions. They, they no, just but the producers it. make those decisions, and the producers are looking to enhance their business. And this is this is the exact work of a producer no, to come up with something like this. Well, producers, writers, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I mean, it is getting a little bit gloomy. Um, I do think I want to celebrate life, or that's just how I am, instead of grief over someone. So I think I'm going to continue to, you know, I'm actually going to read his memoir. I'm going to continue to rewatch Friends, even though it is, like you said, evil and producers and some some um, studio is going to profit from his death. But all studios will profit from his death. Yeah. But I think to end it, I think we should just raise our glasses to Matthew Perry uh, as like a cheers to a happy life. A well, well-lived life. Cheers. 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 That was really smooth. What was that? Well, the glass today is some Eagle Rare, Eagle Rare bourbon. I think we should do more. Um, I think I think we need to talk more about bourbon. I think it's such a big part of our life, 
I'm sure that many of our viewers actually like bourbon and whiskey and stuff. And so, there, <laughs> so a while back, there was an entire challenge on Reddit about about bourbon, where you like they basically said you only need five bourbons or five whiskeys. I, I think we can generalize that, right? It's like one that you go to your daily drinker. Now we don't drink daily, but if we were to have one that you wanted to pull, reach for every day, that's that. A Friday night pour, one that's like a cheap mixer, a uh, one that you use to impress your friends, like something that they probably never seen. Typically, people put like Blantons or something like on that, and a special occasion bottle, one that like you pull out like on your wedding day or your birthday or milestone or something like that. So, I love that idea. I just don't think I'll ever be able to do it because, as you guys know. <coughs> my bar has about easily 80 bottles <laughs> like i cannot narrow it down to five i could never be that bar cart guy did someone just mention reddit my am i the asshole uh, ears are ringing <laughs> your, wow. your spidey your reddit senses are tingling my reddit senses are tingling well we did promise them a couple of reddit stories last episode and i am nothing but not a liar i'm a truther uh, uh truther i love it yeah is it is it a truth off your chest kind of it, it thing? It could be a truth off my chest. Yeah. Oh, snap. So we have some special stories ready for you guys today. So let's just pick a random one. I think we should do it something interesting where we should read the titles, say them out loud, and then go off of there. It's funny because you say that and I'm about to break that rule right off the bat because my, my title gives away a little bit too much. So I'm just going to read the content. Ooh, okay, I go ahead. No, it would, it's, the entire twist is in the title. Oh, and, what the heck? And that's why I don't like it. You know, sometimes I ask, why do I even try? Right. And this is why. This <laughs> is why. Do you, you, you see the Monica nest coming out of him? All right, let's get started here. So I'm, I'll, I'll read the first one. And uh, <laughs> let me know what you think. It's, it's kind of long, but I think, you know, it, it builds on itself pretty well. All right. I met my boyfriend on Tinder. In the beginning of my freshman year of college. Aw, cute. <laughs> I was a very naive 18-year-old. I'd been on dates, but, I've, but I'd never been in a relationship, and I hadn't even had my first kiss yet. I was pretty miserable my first couple of weeks after moving in, and so I got Tinder. Fucking nerd. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and, and there I matched with a bunch of guys who went to my school. One of them I thought was pretty attractive. He was a junior and a brother and a good but notorious frat. First of all, can I stop here? Is that a thing? A way to stop your misery is to get on Tinder. Like, like that. No, is, that's, that's in my experience, that's how you start your misery. Like, you just meet toxic people. I, th- yeah. I don't think I've ever had, like, a good experience so, with Tinder. Yeah, my, my thought is that you go on Tinder to, just to hook up. Yeah. Right? So, like, why is it like, oh, I'm going to try to make friends? I mean, I will say one of my really good friends met their now husband on Tinder. But that feels like a rare occasion. Oh, I, I, I thought you were going in a completely different direction. I thought you were going to say you met your friend on Tinder. Ah. And I'm like, interesting way long to make t- friends. Long time friend, bro. We do. I, I do think, and I don't mean to be a jerk or, you know, I don't mean to be an asshole about it, you know, but um, I think that's like an age thing. <laughs> ah. I think when Tinder first came out, yeah, you had the possibility of doing these things. But then after the fact, it's kind of devolved into yeah let's just hook up it's pretty pretty quickly jumped to that man anyways moving on with the story he told me to come to his frat's party 
So I went with some girls I'd met at orientation. There, he took me upstairs and we made out. But I think he could tell I was very inexperienced, so nothing more happened. I pretty much fell in love with him, even though we'd said about three words to each other. I didn't see him until a couple weeks later when he invited me to a frat party he was throwing. Oh, weird. Um, I was expecting us to at least hook up, but when we got there, he was clearly with another girl, and there were tons of other random girls who I assume he was also hooking up with. I was naive, but not an idiot, so I forced myself to get over it, and I didn't see him until my spring semester when I drank too much, and he ended up in my dorm, and I lost my virginity to him. I didn't see him again until fall semester of my sophomore year. We hooked up the first week we were back on campus. I still didn't catch feelings again, though, until we started to hook up regularly every week. Now, I'm giving all this backup story because it's a buildup to what happens later. Again, at that point, I was pretty much in love with him, although this time... I did have reasons beyond just him being a large, attractive, powerful, popular man. What? Oh, wow. Why did you have to say powerful? Uh, that was weird. We weren't dating, but we got to know each other, and I saw his many virtues. Okay. However, <laughs> okay. it was still is that, clear. Is that to... another name for his dick? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm wondering, right? He's a very virtuous Virtue? man. Virtue? <laughs> right? However, it was still clear to me that he wasn't into me in that way. And that was a, one of a number of women he was sleeping with. So I didn't say anything, and I kept it casual. He also had a pretty terrible reputation as a fuckboy. Oh, shit. I mean, really? makes sense. Yeah. All right? Even amongst his frat brothers. His Instagram comments were always usually filled with them saying things like, horniest man alive, and all 2,500 of his followers are his girlfriends. In case it wasn't obvious, she had to spell out that this guy was a fuckboy to us, so. His but, brothers are fucking assholes. Like, why would you cock block? Yeah, why would you cock block your boy like that? Right, right. Why would There's you call bitches on his on Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, exactly. It's wild, dude. Uh, he graduated at the end of that spring semester, and we saw each other one last time before. It was incredibly intimate and really uh, cemented everything I felt for him. So after we both left campus, I confessed to him that I really liked him, and I wasn't okay with just hooking up with him anymore, for my own sanity, of course. Miraculously, he said he also had feelings for me, and he asked me out on a real date. We started dating and have been together ever since. I don't and, buy it. And the whole time has been very healthy and happy for us. Now, here's where it gets interesting. <laughs> Last Thursday was our one-year anniversary of becoming official. He got me an incredibly thoughtful gift basket, including some jewelry, a card, and a painting. All right, he fucked up somewhere there, okay? Any guesses on where he fucked up? He got some other girl's jewelry that was left behind. Okay, that's one. Uh, it was a painting of his dong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he you was mean very, his virtue. Yeah, his virtue. His virtue. <laughs> yeah. And he was very, um, let's say, charitable with the length. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. the girth. Yeah, right. So, okay. So, he explained to me that he saw my confessional message when he was hanging out with his brother. My boyfriend said he didn't really know what to do and wasn't sure if he wanted anything more with me, but he was tired of sleeping around and wanted a stable relationship. So his brother said he should make a pros and cons list of me. And he did. Was in, that the painting? In the card, though, was a printed picture of a pros and cons list on a whiteboard. Oh, no. Oh, no. Now, here's I, a paraphrase of the list. I can appreciate a man that, like... <laughs> Like, you know, brainstorms and like time boxes. Like, he, oh, it's an important decision. I am absolutely on board of making this pros and cons list. But he put a picture of it on the card and said, This is a romantic gesture. Now, 
<laughs> Let me first read what was on this list, okay? <laughs> Pros. Cute. Great ass. Good in bed. Horny. Likes me a lot. Sweet. Lots of friends. Doesn't go out too much. Close to your family. Really smart and academically successful. Good future ahead of her and definitely not a gold digger. Would do wifely duties. <laughs> what? Well, now, the horniness will help with that. Now, cons. This is a pretty short list, but he makes them count. Kind of a slut. Met on Tinder. Frat rat. Blacks out a lot. Doesn't care a lot about her appearance. Kind of nerdy. I just don't know. And I he, don't know what to and say. He, and he felt that this is something that he needed to communicate to her. He's like, this is this is me being out for you. I just just the fact that he's a fuckboy and like a frat brother. I could just imagine him like, yo, I need to find a gift for my first year anniversary, and then he just like, this is gonna get me so fucking laid, dude. <laughs> like, oh my god, let's and do like, it, bro. This is it. This, this is, is it. He probably like, like bounce off a couple of other wait. people. Like, yo, this. Is so and then dope. like his, and then his friends are probably on his Instagram again, just being like. Uh, lover boy. <laughs> I, okay, wait. So I have some questions because there's a lot happening here. Uh, first question I had is, how can she be a slut if she he took his virginity? Like he she was clearly not a slut. I don't think that's the definition of a slut, dude. She could have just gone ham. She could have fucking put up like. Um, What's her fucking face? But that's not what she's... Remember, remember, remember this, right? This happened after they had already been hooking up every week for a while, right? So it's it's another thing where they weren't even official, right? So you can be misconstrued and and he could be like of that mindset where... She's probably fucking other people. Yeah, I'm fucking other girls. Or she could be fucking other dudes. Or who cares when you start, right? Like she could have started 18, lost her virginity to him. There's been a long time with like they just had casual sex or not sex at all. She could have been like the fucking Sasha Gray of that fucking college, dude. That's true. Getting like raw dogged every day. You don't fucking know. Yeah. Okay, but then remove that part. We don't need the raw dog part. (laughs) I I think we should keep that in and us talking about taking it off. We don't even talk about raw dogging. What? Wait, is that the line? We'll keep it in. Is that the line? Yeah. Uh, but getting get in her tuna stuffed. Um, <laughs> pulled pork sandwich. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, no, no, roast, I'm not done. Her get her beef uh, roast no, sandwich. No. <laughs> uh, go, pulling a come and go. Getting her chicken shredded. Yeah. Dropping a load and hit, hitting the road. Uh, jizz and split. Yeah. <laughs> Not to be confused with Jizz and Go. Um, but no, like, um, we don't know her sexual history. I mean, even if she had, like, a vast sexual history, I'm not going to judge. I wouldn't call her a slut. But, but I mean, how can he say so that when it's, he yeah, himself is a... He, no, he's been fucking. Yeah. He's been fucking. But, like, you know the mindset he's at if, like, his pro and cons list includes the phrase, can Wife. perform wifely duties. The fuck does that mean, bro? Yeah. I, so so the the, um, the OP, uh, her question at the end of all this was, what should I do? Dump his ass. Like, okay, I'm going based on, like, you know, the, the, the contents of this post, right? And I don't have any additional information. But, like, you see how, like, when he's describing her, he was like, she's smart, great ass, you know, nerdy. It was a con, but, like, she has a great career, he also said, which is was a pro, but the nerdy yeah. part was a con. Weird. Um, and all these things. So, like, you have this girl that's cute, great ass, <laughs> is probably has a great career and earn, earning a lot, K- 
can make a great wife, whatever the fuck that means. And then the no way comments she, about her boobs. Yeah, I know. I think that should have been in the cons list, apparently. <laughs> um, and then the only way she described it was, yeah, he was a pretty frat boy. He was a fuck boy. He was powerful. And yeah, yeah, he, he was virtues. powerful. Yeah, virtuous. And a, good, and a very good virtue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he was strong. Like that's it. Like so, you're just. I'm just imagining like a standard like six two. Uh, like muscular frat boy. So you're saying, dump, right? You're voting for dump. Oh, apparently. dump his dump? ass. Okay. okay, okay. What about dump you? his ass I- like the Shell Corporation did with oil? <laughs> that was BP. <laughs> that was BP. It was all of them. I mean, fair, probably. Uh, but BP is the most well known for. It. But yeah, I get your. I get your. Get point. the little guys. I didn't, too, want, bro. I didn't want. I didn't want to <laughs> shit on your metaphor like that, but I just felt like I had to. But whatever. Uh, Mon- I, yeah, dump, Monica. dump his ass. Like the whole thing is. The whole thing is he doesn't. He doesn't understand that. That that was like not okay, right? And that's he that's a that red was, like, flag. A great regis- He thought that was like amazing idea, like like we had talked about before. And that's the part that like, what's next? Now, as a spectator, a third party, I say stay together because I want to hear more. I say, what does he do? What does he do at the ten year anniversary? I say, stay together. Here's my reasoning behind it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just imagining like their wedding toasts and stuff, and she writes like if they stay together, like heart feels speech. She's crying. Everyone is tearing up. Like this was beautiful, and then he just like her rat needs some work. <laughs> <laughs> Pussy ain't what it used to be, but that's my girl. <laughs> That lion's been tamed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but so you say okay. stay together. Okay. I would say stay together cool. for sure. Here's the reasoning behind it, right? right? The reasoning behind it is pretty simple. Okay, this was this idiot, which she said in her uh, herself that she was a, he was a frat boy. Yeah. A year ago, when he was deciding to stay with her, right? He's not just an idiot. He's but, a virtuous idiot. He's a virtuous idiot. Yeah. Are, are you calling him a dick? <laughs> I, I, I've lost track with these with these metaphors, <laughs> but it's been a year, and he clearly has remembered the anniversary. Came up with a thoughtful gift. The rest of them, right? Jewelry, uh, whatever, food, whatever it is, and then this card. Is he an idiot? One hundred percent, he's a fucking idiot for you know putting that pros list out there, or even like, you know, maybe he's going for transparency and whatever. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's worth it to st- stay together and at okay. least have a conversation with him. You know, like yo, this is a very dumb thing. I don't. I don't want to dwell on this too long. Kind of like how I expect this relationship also, to plan out. There, there's an update, so I'll I'll read it after. Yeah, but I, I you have to admit that like the start of the relationship, it was not like oh, I'm in love with this girl. It was, I knew I wanted to be in a long term relationship. She's the one that messaged me, and I saw the message. So why not? Okay. No, but then it became like a, a year went right, and he was actively a good boyfriend. That like she mentioned that's an assumption. No, but she mentions it. I don't think she does. I, the whole thing. What what I hear is that like they they committed to each other, and that's that's kind of like the sign of growth, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think objectively that is a sign of growth too, right? I mean, it, it get that she had to be the one to say something for it to happen. And he was just like, okay, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm going to make this list. But the whole thing is, right, she didn't, she didn't even know that story. And so it's like, it, it's almost like maybe the 
brother kind of guided in that direction, right? But let me let me get into the update, okay? So a lot of people seemed interested, invested in my last post. So I thought I would update. <laughs> First off, I just wanted to clear up a couple things. No, he isn't the only man I've ever been with. I did lose my virginity with him or to him, but I've been with plenty of men other than that after that. Okay. So clearly they were both fucking around, right? What did I say? <clears throat> yeah. Hi. Clearly, clearly there was a reason that he thought that too, right? So, um, no, he didn't rape me the first time we slept together. I don't know why that What's the thing. I was drunk, but not blacked out. And I, and I'm the one who told him to come, to come over. I consented <laughs> and I enjoyed it and continued talking to him afterwards. And three, no, I don't have any STDs. I get regularly tested, and he's never given me anything, even though we often didn't use protection when we were just hooking up. That's wild. The first time. That's wild to read this post and, like, just be, like, I think childish enough to be, like, oh, that girl is a hoe. Are you sure she has STDs? And just to comment that, like, I think that's, like, the great the part. Fact, yeah, the fact that people, like, that was the, that was the thing that they went for. It's like, hey, I'm, I'm struggling through this decision. It's like, girl, you get tested. You have, so yeah. many, you have so many opposite sides because, like, yeah. some people were genuinely concerned with, like, oh, did you get yeah. raped? Right. Like, did like because, you know, you mentioned you were, like, you get blacked out a lot and you were drunk during this time. And then the other people were, like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, she probably has herpes. I'm imagining, like, Ken Jong. Yeah. You know, like, that meme he does. But I, mean, I don't know what he says there. Yeah. but um, Is yeah. there another update? He's... It keeps going. <laughs> now for the actual update. Everyone's comments were a real wake-up call. I did already realize, at least somewhat, that the entire time we'd known each other before dating, he had treated me like crap. But I justified being with him by saying that he changed because I'd won him. But the pros and cons list made me realize really just how little he thought of me, and giving it to me made me think that he still felt the same way towards me. Now, I think that's a little, you know, I think that's a little bit of a stretch, but... Go figure. Now you have a reason to overthink, right? Yeah. And this is clearly that overthinking coming through. Yeah. And it said, and it, what she thought, it, this also made her realize that in his mind, he was, he was settling for me and that he probably only really liked me for the things I did for him. I also realized that although that was fine for a little, he is really hot, by the way. I definitely didn't want to have kids or spend the rest of my life with a man who didn't actually like or respect me. Okay. Now the real question: What do you think the What do you think the the biggest question that people asked her was? Are you going to marry him? Okay. What do you think? You guys are missing the obvious one. Did you use God's secret entrance? <laughs> I also did make my own list, as some of my oh comments my said, God. which made me realize how much I was willing to overlook for an attractive man. I would never give it to him because even though a list. Even though a lot of people seem to think I don't really love him, I do care about him a lot for some reason and would never do anything to hurt him. But here's the list. I was so hoping to hear that <laughs> list, bro. Like, oh my God. It's, it's not as exciting as you want it to be, but there's some, this mix here, right? Pros, 6'2", big. What did I say? What did I fucking say? <laughs> big. A tree. So he, she separated 6'2", and big. She so means his virtues. He has a large virtue. <laughs> Virtuous. Virtuous, motherfucker. Attractive. Popular. Good job. Makes a lot of money. Close to family. Can be sweet. Pays for things. Submissive. What? What? She called oh. him a beta oh, ass as bitch. Yo, All right. What? 
I can't. She said he said that she was doing the wifely duties. I, yeah, this is that was that. So that's I don't think that was meant to like stick as much as it did, but that stuck with me. I'm like, yo, wait, hold up. He wants he wants to be dominated. No, he wants he wants to be the dominant one, but in reality, he's not. Meaning, like, I'm just my in bed. I think yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think based on the list, both lists and this post, what I'm understanding is. Well, we still have the cons left. Yeah, yeah, I think just from what I gathered, he is the 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 attractive, even though he makes a lot of money or whatnot. I think he's an idiot. Like you know, when you use the words wifely duties and shit like that, I just yeah. immediately think there's something wrong, and like where you want to be the quote unquote alpha or like, and you look at world yeah. in an alpha beta way, and he thought he was this controlling alpha, like you know, man of the house type of dude. And she just like, sure, I'm just smarter than you, so I can manipulate you to do yeah, what I yeah. want. And, and, and let's be real, like, like it, there's a, there's a certain sense of insecurity when you're that kind of person, right? So moving on to the cons list, right? Cons, NPC. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious! <laughs> wow. That's so good. I'm like starting off strong there, right? Has no hobbies or interests. Drinks a lot. So it, it's just funny that they both said the same thing. Um, clearly does not respect me kind of stupid not interesting hardly an intellectual not well read so there's a lot of the same thing there just yeah. dumb as fuck um, don't have a lot to talk about together friends don't really like him and the last one's a kicker considering how much they've hooked up not good in bed oh what <laughs> so what reverse now I will, uno card right now I will no, say no he actually thought she's good in bed that's why I'm saying yeah. reverse uno card like, he took her virginity we all started off with thinking like oh this girl lost her virginity at 18 and all this bullshit like in college he was like frat guy was her first reverse uno she's like right I'm the queen of this shit I handle my virtues with both hands <laughs> <laughs> So my list made me realize that not only does he kind of have nothing going for him, but being with him also reflects pretty terribly on me and my values, not virtues. I'm not really ashamed of myself because I met him when I was 18, but I hope I will not be this shallow of a person for my whole life. So I broke up with him this morning over coffee. He wasn't really over upset. <laughs> he wasn't really upset and was kind of just like, damn, okay. He did try to convince me to stay. But I was firm, and we're officially broken up. I blocked him on everything because I have no self-respect when it comes to him. And I, ho- I have no doubt he would try to booty call me as soon, um, as, soon as he can if I didn't. My, <laughs> my friends are all actually thrilled and are hosting a party for me tonight. I fucking love this because I'm just imagining. It's like, oh, yeah, like they're, I'm, I'm, in my scenario, they're living together. And it's like, oh, hey, good morning, babe. Good morning. It's like, oh, you want some coffee? Yeah, yeah, I want some coffee. Um, what would you want? It's like, oh, like I want a frappuccino. Do you want two? Uh, do you want two pumps of caramel? It's like, actually, I want no more pumps from you. <laughs> um, that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about. Yeah. I actually want black coffee now <laughs> with more virtue, <laughs> and you just don't fit that bill. Damn. Wow. Um, okay, I, I really like that metaphor. My friends are all actually very thrilled and hosting the party for me. Right, right. Uh, my family is also pretty relieved. They didn't hate him, but they thought he was really stupid. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's no, there's no like, okay, listen. And that's where this ends. Now I feel bad for the dude. I don't, (laughs) I don't feel, I don't feel bad for him. Dude, but I mean, I will say this, right? Like there's one thing to be said. I want to see what this list would have been like 
had she not had they like agreed together to make this list you know she's pissed like she's clearly pissed oh, at him yeah. so she's like oh like yeah i'm surprised she did like i'm surprised she still put in big dick basically <laughs> like my man like that that's the next level of respect then virtuous like yeah right like this more this man is that virtuous so so last comment is just like it's funny as hell <laughs> like, <laughs> like as someone that's been in like relationships uh like out of all of us where like you know i'm still single there's nothing more than like a blow to your morale when your friends and family know that you're dating someone below you yeah yeah there's and a whole like, mtv show about this before if you guys yeah, seen it, yeah and like after you break up the the pure joy your friends have and you're kind of fucking confused because you're like my heart is broken and then they're like yeah fuck that bitch leave that bitch in the back i mean this story's pretty fucking awesome okay so i see your story and i'll raise you another one cool right today i fucked up oh snap (laughs) by showing my girlfriend that i'm actually stronger than her wait what i i don't okay okay fine sure i feel like there's more context needed because clearly that somehow flex to him okay uh so let's get into it (laughs) So, when my girlfriend and I started dating, I discovered early on that she can be quite physical. In a sense that she likes to push, hold, punch, even. Bear in mind, she's not actually trying to hurt me. She's just playful like that. I found this both adorable and fun, so I played along. And here is the fuck up. If she pushed me, I would have to act like I had to balance myself. Or if the bed or sofa was nearby, I would fall onto it. If she held me, I would pretend that it was difficult for me to get out of her grip. If I pushed her and she's resisting, I would pretend like it's hard work. Same with me holding her arms, etc. You get the idea. I always assumed that she knew I was playing along and not actually physically straining myself to (laughs) compete with her strength. This went on for months. You guys kind of get what's going on, right? Oh, oh, yeah. She got smacked. (laughs) (laughs) One day, we were chilling on a sofa watching a show when I realized I was running late to meet some friends. I told her I need to shower and make a move. She decided this was a good time for a play fight. When she sat on top of me to pin my arms under her knees, I played along and quote-unquote struggled to move her off me. A little more wrestling took place with me playing along like I do. Then I told her I really need to make a move. She was not done and continued to hold slash push me back into the sofa. Eventually, I decided I need to, quote unquote, win this little fight and get going. So I got her. <laughs> you so, lift her up with a hand and just like put her on the side. Probably like actually flung her across the room. <laughs> so I got her onto her back, held her hands near her head, leaned down to kiss her on the cheek, a few times. Oh god. And let her know again that I was running late. That's some BDSM shit right there. That position. I thought she I thought he like actually dislocated her shoulder or some shit. No, that's totally normal. I don't know what you're talking about. Hands above like by the head yeah. hold, holding them and giving oh, her a yeah. kiss. That's some that's sexual normal. shit. It is also it is also very sexual. But it's normal. But, but it's something yeah. That's yeah, that's normal. normal. Yeah. Like, not like you made it sound like it That's was like, like you know like a Tuesday, Fifty right? Shades of Grey kind yeah, of like shit was happening. Meeting. You gotta like get make make some moves. You also yeah. Do that. So I want to I want you guys to put a pin in what you just said about the breaking her hand. Oh, she tried to move her arms and couldn't. 
While struggling, she grunted out, Why are you so strong today? I laughed. Parentheses. Fuck up number two. And looked at her like she was joking. Her eyes went wide with comprehension. And she stopped struggling. You are always this strong, she said. (laughs) Almost to herself. Come on, babe. You did not really think that we are equal strength, did you? Oh my god, this dude, someone needs to take the shovel out of this guy's hand. Then I went to take a shower, got ready, and as I was heading out the door, I noticed that she might have been a little gloom. Me being fully aware that I do not fully comprehend the mysteries of a female emotion, I had no clue why she was upset. I did what all men do, I guess. I gave her a kiss and said I won't be gone for long, and I would pick up her favorite Chinese food on the way back. I assume she was upset about me not spending the afternoon with her. No reply. Fuck up number three. I should have spent some time talking it through. I instead went on my merry way and had a great fucking time with my friends. She spent the next few hours brewing, simmering, seething, and of course, overthinking. I came home with the Chinese, and as soon as I put it down on the dining table, she sprung out of the corner and attacked me. She genuinely surprised me, and I reacted by bear-hugging her to my chest. She struggled with more force than she normally would, and I just <laughs> held her. Oh, no. I kept asking what was wrong. She gritted her teeth and said, You lied to me. Eventually, she stopped trying to fight me, and I let her go. She then told me how she feels like I lied to her about our fights, quote-unquote, and that really all this time I was laughing at her in my head as I pretended... That she was actually winning. Yeah, because it's cute. I tried to take the conversation seriously, but come on. How the fuck am I supposed to take this seriously? (laughs) Yeah. So I may have been somewhat mocking, flirting, and generally being an arse about the whole thing. So I'm going to stop right here. There's a little bit more, but opinions? This is a very tame story. Coming from the story that we just had. Well, I'm just saying that, like, I'm just so confused. Like, why did this girl think she was going to be... Like, I, 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 this is a, cl- a case of where I want to see what the guy and the girl looked like. Yeah. Where, like, did this guy actually look small where this girl was like, I could probably take him. And was not surprised when she was able to before. And then suddenly he's like, oh, by the way, like, yeah, I was holding back or, you know, playing I, I long or whatever. Most girls <clears throat> actually go for taller guys, right? Like, that's, like, the whole thing around that. I mean, from our last post, we knew... You know, virtue and 6'3 is the way to go. Virtuous, yeah. bro. Yeah. So I'm assuming same build, same everything. I, I'm just I'm just saying based on like what he said, like again, I don't I just came up with a story or not came up with a story, but I just brought the story. I don't know how these people look, but based on him just saying like, Come on, babe, you can you can't seriously think this <laughs> made me think like this dude's probably bigger than her. Yeah. A size disparity. Yeah, that that's my whole thing, is like that that's the only part of the story right now that I ha- can't wrap my head around is how does she literally, how is she genuinely surprised? Yeah. But, but yeah, so to continue, my girlfriend got mad and stormed into her bedroom and uh, wouldn't talk to me for the rest of the night. I tried to talk to her. I tried to reason with her, but she wouldn't let up. So eventually I resulted to bribery. I brought her her favorite snacks and put on her favorite movie to lure her out. Eventually, she gave in, and we decided to cuddle on the couch. I genuinely apologized but and told her that I didn't think I was lying at that, that we were engaging in a playful activity that we do, 
what normal and that's when she opened up to me where she felt very insecure and for the first time in her life she felt genuinely unsafe because she always heard that guys are much stronger than girls but for the first time she felt it the vast difference in her strength really made her uncomfortable and scared man okay okay this got deeper than I this got deeper than I thought it would. I feel bad for her now. So I had a fun idea. I told her to make her feel comfortable. Let's take a jujitsu class together. And that would help level the playing field. So you resisted about the idea because she thought that I would just uh dominate her one more time based on my You mean manhandle her? <laughs> yeah. Based on my superior quote unquote strength. But I told her that Jiu-jitsu is more about technique. And then regardless of size, if she had the right technique, she could kick my ass any day. What makes me nervous is the fact that he knew that jiu-jitsu is about technique. Makes me think that maybe he already knows jiu-jitsu. I mean, no, you could just have like general idea about, you know, activities. So I'm still like confused. I don't know why this, I'm not, it's not sticking to me right now, this story. So we actually went to the jiu-jitsu class. It was a great fun she she actually had a lot of fun. She was surprisingly really good at it and whooped my ass up and down the mat. And we were back to play fighting on the mat. But this time, she was actually putting me in a chokehold and I had to tap out a couple of times. Oh, okay. Well, this is like a feel-good story so far. But everything changed. <laughs> <laughs> Great timing. When one day I came home from work, did she do an armband? And she put me in armband. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And what's to, an armband? Uh it's a jujitsu move where like they grab your hand, and if you don't give up, they could break your fucking hand. Oh, like your entire arm. Um, where she took the play fighting too seriously and wouldn't stop, even when I tapped out. And broke my hand. Oh my god. Yep. So yep. she is the one who broke his hand. Quickly, you can break someone's hand in an armband. I am currently in the hospital and will be pressing charges. And I'm typing this with one hand. <laughs> <laughs> we are definitely going to break up now. And that was the end. What the f- <laughs> <laughs> That was like, oh, feel good, sorry, blah, blah, blah. Armband. <laughs> relationship crumbles <laughs> literally the last two sentences kind of Personally, destroyed the story it, it's his fault dude clearly his fault he fucked up though but he gets it no i think it's he created a monster he didn't create a monster i mean i think that was okay like i mean he just she didn't feel safe he as a good boyfriend he was like you know have this but he didn't anticipate her not stopping and being so aggressive and violent. I mean, I know she felt she it, likes like, the upper hand. I don't think she noticed. I don't think she understood the severity. How do you know when play fighting actually ends? That's the other thing, right? Like when you tap out, though, that there's in like jujitsu and things like that. There's clearly this gesture. Enough about that. If she knows the handband, uh, I'm sure she knows tapping what out. Tapping out is like the most. But knowing the moves, thing. knowing the etiquette is different, right? But either way, like, I'm, I'm she, sure she clearly I, wants. She's a dom. They like, clearly no, a no, dom, right? I, I, she in the post they said like even at the jujitsu class, like he had to tap out a couple of times. Like yeah. she's familiar. So she's with familiar with the concept. But like yeah. you know, she did say like, and I agree with you, where like she likes being the dom because like 
the first thing she said, like this uh, OP said, was I just can't believe. Sorry, I'm I so discovered ready. early on that she can be quite physical. Mm. Like in the sense that she likes to hold, punch, and even like she's uh, like those one of those five year old kids, right? And push. that just like keep punching people. Yeah. Well, well, right, right move, right move to uh, press charges, right move to you know break up with her, but because because she know, did the breaking first. <laughs> For half a second, I thought you meant she broke up with him, and I'm like, bro, like, bro what? what is this twist? Yeah, his armband yeah. breaks his hand, like, and it's like, we need to see other people. We need to split. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, There's been a crack in a relationship. Mm, yeah. No, but like, they seriously. were on a break. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. That's the one. That's a good wrap up. But yeah, no, I think. Um, the, like you know, I I love the roller coaster. I went out on reading this, and I wanted to share that with you because it's like, oh, oh, like a real problem where like she felt the gravity of the difference in their strength, and then he's like, oh, I'm gonna empower you by taking you to these classes so you don't feel the same, and she's like, crack. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, the first half of or first ninety eight percent of this, I was like, this is kind yeah, of a lame story. Literally ninety eight percent of the yeah. story, bro. I was like, I don't even want to put this in the podcast. Maybe we'll just edit this shit out. But then. It's like, you got him on the next one, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> but the next two lines, I'm like, oh, man, it just took a left turn. Yeah, that was a pretty good story. I mean, today we got two good Reddit stories. I have a third one. Maybe we'll do next next week. <laughs> and we'll probably hit some, hopefully, fun topics. I, I've been watching a lot more documentaries. So we could probably talk about that. We could probably talk about that. I mean, there are so many topics. And I'm sure in the world we live right now... I'm sure something will happen in a week and we'll probably talk about that. So uh, that's it for this week. All right. Peace out, everybody. Sayonara. Hit the hey, guys. Bye.